mentioned, guys, this past Thursday was our National Day of Prayer. And I'd like to say thank you to many of you that joined us. We were kind of under the Highway 90 bridge and uh, as we pray for our community. Just to give you a little history on what the Day of Prayer is all about. On April the 17th, 1952, that was a long time ago, President Harry Truman signed a bill proclaiming the National Day of Prayer into law in our United States. In 1988, Ronald Reagan amended the law, uh, designating the first Thursday of May each year as the National Day of Prayer. This is just another of the many reasons why our country is the greatest country on the face of this earth. Amen? I think that the United States of America was birthed in prayer, and it will continue in prayer. That is why it's so important that you and I pray. Amen? A few personal thoughts about prayer. I believe that prayer changes things. Let me try that again. I believe that prayer changes things. Amen? Good. Good, good, good. Guys, if we don't pray, what are we doing? Jesus said that his house should be a house of prayer. We need to be about the Father's business. We need to be praying. Uh, with me saying that, I'd love to encourage you to join me again on Monday nights at 630. You know what's the most important time in this, in, in this sanctuary? It's not on Sundays at 1030. It's on Monday nights at 630. Because that's when we pray. That's when we get together. That's when we seek the Lord. I believe that what happens on Sunday is a direct result of how we pray on Mondays. So I want to challenge you. If it's been a little while since you've been with us, join us. We're only in here for 30, 40 minutes. Join us 630 Monday nights for prayer. Also, Wednesday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have several ladies that are praying over your needs with me saying that. If you haven't had a chance yet, fill out a prayer card. Drop it in, uh, drop it in uh, the visitor center on your way out the door because if you take the time to fill out a prayer card, we're going to take the time to pray for it. We're going to take the time to pray. Why? Because we believe prayer changes things. You see, I have a little quote on my desk, and it's just a great reminder to me every day. It says, you can accomplish great things after you've prayed, but nothing great until you've prayed. Say that again. You can accomplish great things after you've prayed, but nothing great until you've prayed. Sister Eloise, I can't forget, it's not about me, it's about Him. Amen? It's not about what we try to do, it's about what the Lord can do through us. Amen? And prayer is, is the vehicle that, ha that happens. A Christian who doesn't pray is like a fish who can't swim or a bird who can't fly. It's just unnatural, contrary to what God created us to do. Guys, God created you to pray. God created you to, to seek Him. God created you to have fellowship with Him. You know, I, I'm thoroughly convinced that we in the Christian world know more about prayer than we practice. We know more about it. So this is not another sermon on prayer, because you don't need that. But as the old Nike saying once, once told us, you need to just do it. You need to just pray. You need to pray when things are good. You need to pray when things are bad. You need to pray when your bank account's full. You need to pray when your bank account's not full. You need to pray when everything's great. You need to pray when everything's bad. You need to pray. Amen? So with me saying all that, uh, this year our theme for, for National Day of Prayer came out of John chapter number 13. And that's kind of what I'm going to share with you this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 13 need that in a little while. John chapter number 13, to read what the scriptures say about our theme this year. Again, it's not necessarily about prayer, which is kind of unusual, but it's, a, it's, it's just a simple little teaching that Jesus gave us. So John chapter number 13, open your Bibles or, or open the Bible app, whatever the case may be. John chapter number 13, we're going to look at just two verses, verse 34 and 35. 
You see, this is Jesus at the Last Supper. He's doing some teaching to his followers. He's teaching his disciples, kind of sharing some very important principles with them. And he shares with them just two simple verses in John 13, beginning with verse 34. And he says this, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Very, very simple. Two very simple scriptures, two very simple statements. But how many know it's not real easy to do that sometimes? How many have figured out it's easier to love God than it is to love people? Say that again. <laughs> How many know that's a lot easier to love God than to love people, huh? Last week I mentioned to you that some people are EGRs. Ray, you weren't with us, so EGR is extra grace required. You know anybody like that? Okay? Some of, almost said some of you are married to that. No, 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 no. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. I'm so glad I'm not. Okay? Some of you are kidding to folks like that. Can I get a witness? Okay? Some of you sitting on the same pew with some of those folks. Okay? Don't look at them now because they're really nervous. Okay? But we all know folks that require a little extra grace. But Jesus said that we need to love one another. Jesus said this is something that he not only expects, but he commands. So guys, I'm going to challenge you today to let the Lord give you a fresh revelation of his love this morning. And allow him, because it's not natural to love everybody. It's easy to love our family. It's easy to love our friends. It's easy to love your children most of the time. But some people, it's a little tougher to love, okay? But I believe today the Lord wants to give you the ability to love others like he does. It's not natural. It's supernatural. But we serve a God of the supernatural. Amen? Let's pray today that the Lord would help us to love in a greater capacity. Lord, I just pray right now for each and every person here. I ask right now, Lord God, that you would help us, Lord, because we so need your help. God, we need you right now to speak to us. We need you to speak through us. We need you right now, God, to, to just give us the ability to love at a whole new level. Lord, I'm asking right now that you would touch each and every one of us here today, starting with me and touching every person in this sanctuary. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and everybody would say, Amen. Eloise, thank you for my water. If you, ever, if you ever complain about me preaching too long, it's her problem because she brings me water. Okay? If you want a preacher to, to keep it short, don't give him any water. All right, let's take a closer look at what Jesus said, beginning with verse number 34. Verse 34 says, A new commandment I give unto you. Now, you see, this really wasn't a new commandment, okay? Because Leviticus 19:18, the old Levitical law, instructed us to love our neighbor as thyself. So this was far from a new idea. Jesus was introducing to his disciples. But if we'll take a closer look at the word used, the word that was used here, it's the Greek word kainos. Kainos means renewed, not brand new, but as Nick was telling me about something this morning, more better. More better. More improved, okay? It's kind of like the newest smartphone, okay? Here's my smartphone. Pull out your phone because everybody got them, okay? Now, some of you, your phones are not so smart, okay? We have a coach at our high school who doesn't have a very smart phone. Thank you, Coach Gilder. He still has a flip phone. Anybody in here still got a flip phone? Mike, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Okay? So you have no idea what I'm about to talk about, but just smile at me, say amen, we'll be all good, okay? So what, I need my teenagers help here. What is the newest phone out on the market today? 
you know, hunters like this. Well, what is this? iPhone X? Is that it? Is that an iPhone X? XR. See, see, Robin, we're behind. Okay, I knew, I knew none of us would know, but I knew those guys would know. So the newest iPhone is the iPhone XR. Is that it? Okay, this is not that. Okay, in fact, Chantel, what is this? Eight, eight plus. See, I, I have no idea. Okay, I'm, this small phone is much smarter than me, right? Okay, but I have an eight. Okay, my boys have something a little nicer. Okay, baby, you understand that, right? Now, does Kaden have a nicer phone than you? Okay, you don't got what I'm talking about, baby. Woo! Not what I'm talking about, okay? Smart guy right there. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. By the way, if you'd listen a little more, you might have a phone. Eh? Woo! Don't mess with the guy with the microphone, okay? Kate's really uncomfortable right now, but that's okay. It's all good. Okay, here's the deal. That wasn't even in my notes, but that worked out pretty good, okay? Um, look, guys. It's all about the newest, the latest, the greatest, okay? Again, these phones are so much smarter than we are, but, but, but this is a very capable phone. In fact, Mike has a capable phone. If you call Mike this week, and if you have plumbing issues, call Mike this week. Okay? Mike's like, no, i got too much business. I saw you on the roof just a couple days ago, right down from my house, okay? You got them fixed up? Of course you did, okay? But if you need a plumber, you call Mike, and guess what? He'll answer. Why? Because that flip phone, it may not be the latest and the greatest, but it still works, right? Okay? Um, it's kind of hard to text on. Okay? We make fun of Coach Gilder all the time when he's trying to send a text. Give me a minute. i got to press three four times. Okay? And it's so much easier to text on these things, but you get the idea. There's always a new improved model. There's always a latest and greatest. Right? That's really what Jesus was doing right here to his disciples when he said you need to love. Okay? He taught them about love. He illustrated love. He'd kind of gone through the process with them. So he's using the word kainos because he's saying there's a new improved way. There's a better way. There's the latest and the greatest way to love. So that's what Jesus was doing right here. See, Jesus was improving upon the law of loving your neighbor by adding to it. By adding to it the second part that we read in verse number 34. Look what he adds to it. He says, a new commandment, a renewed commandment I give unto you. And here it is, that you love one another. Okay, nothing new right there. That's what Leviticus says. But then he adds this, as I have loved you, you also should love one another. You see, the Old Testament taught about love. Okay, It gave us an illustration of what love was all about. But then when Jesus came on the scene, he illustrated it. Okay, He showed them. See, it's one thing to have a head knowledge. It's one thing to have theory. It's another thing to put it into practice. Okay, You know, for those of you that don't know this, I, I, I used to coach a little football. You notice I put that in the past tense because I am officially retired. Okay, Now, there are some folks like Nick back there on the camera who doesn't believe me yet, but I'm truly retired, okay? I'm telling everybody I'm retired, okay? But one of the things I love about football, Fabian, is I really, really love teaching offensive linemen. Why? Because that's what I played. Nick, I played offensive linemen, okay? And I can tell them what to do. I can show them the steps, right? I can go through the stuff. And every now and again, if they got that long, lost look in their face and they're not getting it, old man gets in the stands, Okay? Like when I'm talking pass blocking, I'll get in that stance, okay? You notice that right foot kick back? And I'll get that little step in, okay? And Mike, for just a moment, I think I can still do it. Now, I know I can't because at 45 years old, I can't do it no more. But CJ, every now and then, i got to show him what to do. i got to show him that kick step.
step. I've got to show them that reach step. I've got to show them what to do. That's exactly what God did when he sent Jesus. See, we knew about love. He told us about love. Sister Eloise, he laid it out in the law. But he was like, you guys just ain't getting it. So let me send my son. Let me show you what it's all about. Let me show you really what it's all about. And for 33 and a half years, we had the absolute perfect example of love. And Jesus was sitting here teaching the disciples, trying to tell you and I today, this is what love is. And Jesus knew that just a few short days later, he would be hanging on a cross between heaven and earth to illustrate, to put the exclamation point on what love really was. And so, guys, here's what we have. Jesus is saying, this is how you need to love. This is how you need to love. A couple things to consider right here. Jesus said this. Jesus said that this is how love really is. This is what... This is what this new commandment is all about. It's loving sacrificially. It's giving of yourself. It's putting others before yourself. Okay? As I have shown you by my example, this is really what love is. Let me read you a little excerpt out of this little book that I've been reading. It's by one of my wife's favorite authors, Chris Valentin. Okay? It's called Destined to Win. And I was just reading it this week, and here's what it says about love. Okay? Read it to you. Page number 26. It says, love working in you. Okay? Jesus said, y'all sh- you shall love y'all shall. Okay, there you go. Y'all shall too. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to write a new Bible. It's the redneck version. Okay? Y'all shall. <laughs> y'all shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22. Did you catch the word as? You should love your neighbor as yourself. It's profound how two small letters can change everything in your life. The word as means equally, since, like, because, or in the same way. Let's try a couple of these synonyms in this sentence and see what emerges. Love your neighbor since you love yourself. How about this? Love your neighbor because you love yourself. In other words, you loving you is the foundation for you loving them. How many of you love themselves? Aiden, lift your hand. Because you love you some Hayden, okay? Caden, lift your hand because you love you some Caden, okay? And, and we could go on and on. I could pick on other people if I knew you better. We love ourselves. It's just natural to love ourselves, right? Well, in the same way it's natural to love yourself, you should love others. But that's something only God can do. See, love your neighbor because you love yourself. In other words, you loving is the foundation for you loving them. The people around you, your neighbor, your enemies, your family, and your God. Note this quote right here. Many people will let the love of God work through them, but they refuse to let God's love work in them. You see, guys, we don't mind letting the love of God work through us, but we need to let the love of God work in us. Amen? Because you know what? When, when, when we get to a place where God wants us to get to, where we're going to love the people, not only that, that love us, but the folks that don't love us, the folks that don't like us, okay? The folks that, that, that have things against us. Guess what? Jesus said you're supposed to love them too. Yeah, it gets a little tough sometimes, doesn't it? But guys, we need to get to a place where we're able to do what God wants us to do, and that's to love others like God loved us. 
This new commitment is not just to love your neighbor like you love yourself, which is good, but to love others in the same way that Jesus loved us. This is God. And in fact, this takes God. Okay? Let me read to you just a little something out of this study Bible that I found. What Jesus was talking about here is the love being commanded right here is the love of Jesus himself, which is the love of God. The love that can be shed abroad in our hearts only by the Holy Spirit. If that sounds like scripture, it is, Romans 5 and 5. It is not the normal physical love among human neighbors which is commanded by God. It is a spiritual love that is wrought only by the Spirit of God. You see, guys, it's natural to love people that love us. I naturally love Miss Chantel. I naturally love my boys, okay? Don't always like them, but I love them, okay? I don't always like what they do, but I love them, okay? There's nothing I can do about that. Dawn, you naturally love your children. And Sebastian, whole nother level, okay? You know, Nick, it's amazing. As grandkids come, we drop down the ladder. Okay? Yeah, because, you know, Sebastian's in front of, well, pretty much everybody but Jesus, okay? Cute little kid right there, okay? Uh, Kate, you dropped down the ladder when Sebastian showed up. You do know that, right? Just want to remind you, okay? But again, it's natural to love people that we love. It's natural to love people that love us. But it's a whole different game to love people that don't love us. But that's where the love of God comes in. Because how many know that God loved us before we loved Him? The greatest scripture I can think of is Romans 5 and 8. But God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Greg, you remember me before I was a preacher. You remember me, bless you, before God changed my life. I wasn't a very nice human being. I wasn't a very cool guy. I was a smart guy, but I wasn't a very good guy. Okay? God loved me then just as much as he loved me. And that's amazing to me. Amen? Do you realize there is nothing, nothing you can do to separate yourself from the love of God? You're not that powerful. There's nothing you can do to say, God, you can't love me no more because he's already made the decision. He's already made up his mind. And you think you're hard-headed. <laughs> God is the ultimate tech doer. Okay? He is the ultimate hard-head. He has made up his mind since the valley that he loves you. And he loved that whole row with you. Okay? He's made up his mind, and there's nothing you can do to change his mind. David, you met a few hardheads in your life? You met some folks that, man, you just can't change your mind. Well, guess what? You can't change God's mind about his love for you. He's made his decision. And, guys, we need to make our decision that we're going to love like that, that we're going to love like that, that we're going to love to the utmost. You see, this kind of love that Jesus is teaching here was so revolutionary, so extraordinary, that it was given a brand new and unique word, and it's called agape. In John chapter number 21, we see the great question by Jesus to Peter concerning his love and his devotion. He asked the question, do you love me? Do you love me? Okay? And we've seen that interaction before, okay? And Jesus was asking, do you agape me? And Peter kept answering, yes, Lord, I phileo you. Okay, what does all that mean? Let me tell you more. You see, Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him with agape love or with phileo love. The difference between agape and phileo love is as follows. Listen up. Phileo love is the love of tender affection, of warm and deep feelings within the heart. It is the deep and precious love of those near and dear to one's heart. It's a brotherly love. It's a love between family members. It's a love that would die for your brother. Okay? That's a deep love. 
That is a deep love. You know, last night my wife, when my boys came in, she said, Mo, can you go, can you go uh, check if the door's locked? I'm like, baby, we live in Berwick. Okay? I'm like, do I really need to go do that? But I got up and did it. Okay? And on the way out, I reminded her how many guns I own. Okay? And she's like, still go check the door. Okay? So I go check the door. And I, by the way, when I walk outside, Hunter's outside. Like, what are you doing outside? Oh, I had to turn my lights off on my car. Okay? Whatever. So we locked up, you know, whatever. We, we got, but, but here's the deal. I would die for her. I'd die for them boys. Okay? Now, every time I don't want to kill them, but I'd still die for them. Okay? That's by Leo love. You loved your family. Sister Valley, is there anything you wouldn't do for that family of yours? I, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. There is a love, a phileo love that's natural, Ronnie. We love our family. We take up for our family. Okay, you can talk about me, but you talk about my wife and kids. We move in furniture. <laughs> okay, that's phileo love. That is a love that protects. That's a love that goes on and on. But here's the deal. Here's the big deal. Phileo has its limits. Phileo has its limits. Guys, how many of you have family members that you still love them, but you've kind of kind of reached the limit. You've kind of reached the place where, where man, it, it, things have changed. Okay? You see where phileo stops, agape begins. Where phileo stops, where phileo has its natural limitations, the love of God starts from there and continues on to infinity. Let me teach you about that. What is agape love? What is agape love? What is this new kind of love that Jesus illustrated that required a brand new name for Agape love is the love of the mind, of the reason, of the will. It is a love that is born of choice. One simply chooses to love regardless of feelings. A person may insult, injure, humiliate, but agape love chooses to seek only the highest good for that person. It is a sacrificial love, a love that is willing to die even for its enemies. Agape love means sacrificial giving. It means free acceptance. It means cherished attachment, unselfish devotion, personal commitment, genuine love and concern, precious tenderness. Agape love was so new and unusual that it is that it can be said that after Christ, a new word for love had to be created. Jesus' primary interest with Peter was, in this conversation in John 21, that he possessed agape love. That is, phileo love that has limits would turn into agape love that does not have limits. The love that comes from reason and will, that controls the corruptible lusts and wandering thoughts of the mind, that puts a willingness within a man to serve and to die for others, even for a person's enemies. Even the enemies of God must hear the gospel and have an opportunity for salvation. However, the fact that Jesus also used phileo love with Peter shows that God wants to love a man's warm, instinctive feelings as well. See, here's the point, guys. Jesus was all about agape love. And because Jesus has come into our hearts, he makes us capable of agape love. In the natural, agape love is not, is not natural. It's not something that comes naturally. But in Christ Jesus, it comes. Amen? And we need to allow our phileo love to continue to be strong. That's a good thing. But there are sometimes we need the love of God to take it to a whole other level. Amen? And that's what Jesus was teaching here. This revolutionary love, this love that was just so out of the ordinary. So what was the purpose 
of us loving others with this kind of agape love? What was the purpose for this? Because, again, guys, remember, God has a purpose for everything. God has a purpose for everything. So what was the purpose of this kind of love? We read it in verse number 35. By this, what is that this? This agape love. By this shall all men, say all men, all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You see, guys, by this, what is this? That love. This may be the best church growth strategy ever. Guys, do you want to grow this church? Do you want to see more of your friends and family saved? Do you want to see us as a church transform this community? Here's the key. The key is not doing great outreaches, even though that's important to do. It's not, it's not doing all these different things that we've tried down through the years. It's simply loving God and loving people. It's making up our mind that no matter what, we're going to love. That no matter if they disappoint us, we're going to love them. Kind of like you love your children. No matter what, nothing can separate you from that kind of love. This, my friends, is the greatest illustration if you want to be called a disciple of God, if you want to be recognized as somebody who really loves God, love others. Mr. Robin, love those people that don't love you. <laughs> love those people that think bad thoughts about you or your children. Love those people. That's the kind of agape love that Jesus is talking about. And when we get there, love never fails. Amen? This kind of love, this, one, this love one for another, this authentic love, this love that is complete without reservations, this sacrificial love, this genuine love. The adjectives could go on and on. But this kind of love is what Jesus is commanding here, to love one another, to love one another. By this, all men will know that we are his disciples. Friends, let's let LCC be known as the church that love built. Let this be known as the church that love built. Amen? Because love makes all the difference. Love for God and love for others should be the basis for all that we do for God. As it was for the great woman of God, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who used to have these words printed at her orphanage. Let me read it to you. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Love them anyway. Let me say that again. <laughs> People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Love and forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give your best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it's between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. The key to all that is the very first statement I read. People can be difficult. Love them anyway. Now, guys, you can't do that if all you're leaning on is phileo love. But you can do that if you have the love of God in your heart. If you have the capacity to love like Jesus, our Savior, loved. Amen? The key to all this is Christ-like love. I'm almost done. So what does all this teaching on love have to do with prayer? How in the world can that be the theme for National Day of Prayer? 
But what does it have to do with prayer? Everything. You see, you will consistently pray for those that you love. You will consistently pray for those that you love. I don't have to be reminded to pray for my wife. I don't have to be coaxed into praying for my boys, okay? Just the other night, Hunter and Hayden, I didn't even tell them this. They were out, and, and Ronnie, I just felt led to pray for them. I didn't even tell Chantel, but, but, but I was just praying faithfully for them, praying protection over them, blessings over them. Why? Because you just never know, guys. I didn't have to be woken in the middle of the night to do that. I love those boys, so I pray for them. Guys, Sister Valley, I don't have to talk her into praying for her family. She does it all the time. Why? Because she loves them. Do you get the point, guys? What you love, you will pray for. What you love, you will want the best for. You'll believe the best for. So, guys, love has everything to do with prayer. Okay? Guys, if we love our church, we'll pray for our church. If we love our unsaved loved ones, we'll pray for our unsaved loved ones. Amen? If we love those that we come in contact with, we'll pray for them. I don't have to talk you into praying for somebody or something you love. So love has everything to do with prayer. Grandparents don't need to be guilted into praying and wanting the best for their grandkids. Because you love them with all of your heart. You pray and want only the best for them. Love, my friends, is the key to everything in the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. Love is the key to everything in the kingdom of God. As I close and Pastor Tommy comes, I'd like to share with you just a portion of Scripture out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. You can't talk about love without going to the love chapter. Except this morning, I want to read to you out of a, not out of the, the, the King James, not out of the NIV, but out of the message uh, interpretation, and it's just an amazing, amazing uh, reminder to us all. So in the context of what we've been talking about, in the context of your love for God and your love for others, just look at God's definition of love and see how does it measure up. 1 Corinthians 13 out of the message says, If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and I have faith that says to the mountains, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the hand handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back. Keeps going to the end. This kind of love never, ever fails. Guys, we all need a fresh revelation of God's love. We all need to, to, to embrace the agape love of God that He showed through His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I can love others in that kind of way. 